0: I come from Italy, I have a political science background, and my my research in Italy was about the uh, cultural origins of fascism, which I interpreted as a political religion, relying on a scholar which is based here in Oxford, who's called Roger Griffin, which uh, argued that fascism can be considered as a political religion, so a political movement which mobilizes and gather political consent in order to regenerate, to bring about a national renewal. came to U- UK. UK, uh, did my massive international relation, and it clicked immediately on US Christian Zionism, uh, which was co- quite important in the last past ten, uh, eight years of the past administration. So uh, it's a theopolitical movement. So uh, I think we have here um, the, other, the other side of the same coin. We have a religious movement made of 40 million believers, which aims to become political, to have a, an heavy involvement in politics. And is uh, quite unprecedented and quite un- unsuspected because we don't expect Christians to be Zionists to support the state of Israel. So a very narrow definition, thank you, of, uh, of uh, Christian Zionism c- can be um, an outpouring of uh, evangelical conservative culture embedded uh, uh, geographically in a Bible Belt which interprets and sees the modern state of Israel as a biblical fulfillment, and in light of that, grants Israel financial, political, and religious support. But you can't really understand Christian Zionism unless you take into account, I will do very briefly, uh, the theological framework in in which it's embedded, it's a premillennial dispensationalism, which was conceived, as far as I know, by John Nelson Darby, who was a Scot-Irish clergyman who just migrated in the U.S. at uh, the beginning of the last century. And his teachings were systematized and popularized by the Scofield Reference Bible, which is uh, uh, which the first copy was published in 1909, still in publishing. And uh, they are sold millions of copies. And the fact is, the very relevant fact is that it's taken to be, an interpretation of the Bible is taken to be the Bible itself by Christian Zionist believers. It offers a sort of, um, the main issues is that the history of salvation, the Christian history of salvation, is divided and periodized, periodized in seven dispensations. and We are at the end of the sixth dispensation, approaching the end of time. And at the end of time, according to Derby, a series, a set of prophetic fulfillment have to take place in order to trigger a second coming of Jesus Christ. To cut a long story short, all the exiled Jews must be restored in the Holy Land. The modern state of Israel, which is identified with the ancient state of Israel, must have a firm possession of all the Holy Land. And when we talk about earth Israel, what we have in mind is this configuration, which is uh, in Genesis uh, 15, 18-21. And there, there are a series of steps, prophetic steps, which have to be fulfilled in order to trigger a second coming and uh, I just underlined the Battle of Mageddon, which is one of, of, uh, of the main argument of a whole apocalyptic narrative in which uh, I mean you have an end time confrontation between the forces of good and the forces of evil and this has an incredible impact first be- because I mean in a Christian Zionist meta narrative uh, Israel, the modern state of Israel, is the only state that God ever established. So, uh, the possession of the, of the land is uh, ordained by a divine mandate. So, you, you can't really you immediately understand why they have been so relevant in the past administration. I mean, the point I, I, I would like to make that Christian Zionism, a religious narrative, was quite important to undermine most of the peace agreement in the last past eight years. And I can be challenged on on this, I know. So, (coughs) the Armageddon theology, this I've already anticipated, that the apocalyptic syndrome, in my own opinion, was first defined, as far as I know, by Mircea Eliade. He said that uh, the first characteristic is that all the world must turn evil, so the evil must prevail in the world before the final z- regeneration. So there, there's a sort of consequentialist <coughs> framework in which the end the, the the end is justified by the means. And in premillennial dispensationalism, which is quite different from postmillennialism, the end is supposed to to, to take place by a violent confrontation. So we have violence justified in order to have salvation, have to have biblical fulfillment. And then we have a sort of scapegoat mechanism, I I suppose. I I quite rely on the teachings and the writings of René Girard, which uh, some of you might might know, that order is to be established by a final purging of somebody who is identified as an ultimate embodiment of evil. Christian uh, Zionist narrative has built, uh, especially over the past ten years, uh, eight years, a sort of axis of eschatological evils between Hamas between the Palestinians, between now, I mean, the the most popular figure, Antichrist, is uh, Ahmadinejad. (coughs) And uh, uh, with the last presidential uh, election, I mean, I think uh, a shift, a a change in paradigms uh, took place. But they are still relevant. So there are 40 million Christian Zionists among the 100-130 million evangelicals. Uh, on the population, or global population, uh, complex population of 293, and uh, there were an incredible voting bloc. I mean, is uh, much has been written about uh, the fact that uh, George W. Bush won the White House twice, relying heavily on uh, this voting bloc. They have an incredible grassroots o- organizational power and lobbying power. Kufai, which is uh, Christian United for Jerusalem, is a rising star. On, uh, Christian Zionist panorama and is very organized, very skilled, and he know, they know how to talk the language of uh, of Washington. And uh, I think that uh, the first two, the, the intermediate uh, predicament I wrote here, uh, maybe I mean the the power might might be declining <coughs> in the next years, but it w- they will remain there, I suppose, and will exert whatever they can in order to undermine, I mean, any peace effort in the Middle East. And they have uh, substantially links with the Likud uh, party and the Settlers' movements, especially even uh, if uh, it's necessary to draw distinction between uh, movements, fundamentalist movements, like Wushemunim, temple movements, or uh, uh, Top Youth. I think that they are going in the same direction, because they perceive their Arab presence in the Middle East, in the West Bank, practically, as a sort of defilement. All the four issues, the key issues um, in the Middle East peace processes, which are Jerusalem uh, as an undivided capital and the uh, question of borders, question of security and question of settlements, uh, are main points in the mind of Christian science. And I'd, I'd like to conclude here and uh, leave space to my colleagues. Thank you very much for your attention.